Welcome to Two Brothers and the Sports. I'm your co-host Arv. And I'm your co-host Arsh. And this is the series where both Arsh and I give you our top 10 players at each position in fantasy football. This is going to be a really big series. We're going to start doing mock drafts later on, and we're going to give you guys a lot of fantasy insight from guys that have made it to the Super Bowl every single year in our leagues. I've won two, Arsh has won one, but we've only played four years. But trust us, this is going to be some really valuable information. Make sure you guys stay tuned for the series. Yeah, and make sure to go in the comments, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, Tell give us, us your sleepers. top 10, too. Yeah, tell us what you guys think. And we'll respond to you guys. Ask us about a player. We'll give you guys our opinions on them. So make sure you guys stay tuned throughout the series all the way until your draft day. So this is week two of our fantasy football series. And then after we get through quarterbacks, this week is running backs. Wide receiver, tight end. We'll start doing mock drafts and where you should be looking at drafting, guys. But let's start off with this week is running backs, like I mentioned. And I'm going to go with our my number one guy here. He is projected to be the number one running back picked in PPR leagues. And remember, this is a PPR um, list. I'm going to go with Austin Eckler for the Chargers. Last year, he was really slept on and said he wanted to limit his touches did exactly the opposite, and especially um, Justin Herbert not playing great last year, really threw the ball a lot to Austin Eckler. Um, and he's been he's the best receiving back in the league, I think, by far. Or you can look at him and Christian McCaffrey as a pair. Um, yeah. Best receiving back in the league. He's a very good runner, hard to bring down, and elusive, which is a rare combo now. Um, and he's a big part of the offense. With Kellen Moore there, I talked about this with Justin Herbert, but that'll only help Austin Eckler too. The play calling, the the kind of mindset that, that Kellen Moore brings in, I love that. So I have Eckler at one. Yeah, so at one. I, I could see Eckler. I just don't love it with the offense that they have. They obviously have a really productive offense. They just drafted a 6'4 wide receiver, Quinton Johnson, who's going to be great for them. It's just going to take away a lot from Austin Eckler, which is why I don't have him at my number one. Instead, at my number one, I have C-Mac. You can't really go wrong here. He's definitely going to be top three. Definitely could be number one. And here you could argue the same thing. Brock Purdy, I believe it's going to be Brock Purdy's 49ers. But the the thing is, Brock Purdy's more like a Cooper Rush type guy. He doesn't have an amazing arm. He doesn't throw great. He just has the intangibles. But he's going to need a running back that's very good. And Christian McCaffrey will be able to punch it in. I don't think that Debo will take away any running back carries. I know that Christian McCaffrey will be able to punch the ball in every single time they get down to the red zone. And he'll be able to punch it in from 70 and 60 yards away, which is something that not many running backs can do with the type of speed that the DBs and safeties have. I just love him on this offense, and I think it really works well for him. And the defense will get them the ball really quickly and a lot of times. So I've got C-Mac on my one, and then going to my number two, I've got Nick Chubb for the Cleveland Browns. So That's I know your number two? Yep, and my number two. I have a lot of surprises on this list. Um, and we haven't even discussed this. This is all happening live. But at number two, I'm going Nick Chubb. I think with this Cleveland's offense, that's just totally faltering, really. Um, Kareem Hunt still is unsigned. And you look at Nick Chubb, I do think that he's going to be a, a big, big factor in this Browns offense, especially one that has Deshaun Watson at the helm, who has been very unproductive. They're going to need to rely on running the ball, and I do think that Nick Chubb will be able to have all that stuff happen. They don't have any great wide receivers. They don't have a great tight end. They don't have a great defense. It's really their only— I mean, they have David Njoku, but still— that's not great, but uh, in my opinion. But I think the only elite spot they have is Nick Chubb, and he's the only running back. So he's going to make a really big difference, and I think he'll be a really good playmaker for them. Yeah, at number two, I have your number one CMC here. Same thing as the quarterback list, I believe. Um, 
from the San Francisco 49ers. Mr. Reliable when he's on the field was incredible when he was on the Panthers, had over 2,000 scrimmage yards total. One of a handful of guys to do that last year was very, very reliable when he was on the field, consistently scoring many, many points in his first few weeks with the 49ers. He was the first guy to catch, receive, and or catch, run in, and throw a touchdown in the same game. I believe he was crazy. the first guy. And it was in his first, second or third game with the 49ers and Brock Purdy. So I love Christian McCaffrey. This guy is one of the most reliable guys at the position. And the only thing you have to worry about here is injury-prone issues a little bit. But I think those are mostly in the past. Maybe a turf toe here, maybe a shoulder there. But other than that, I think – and CMC is one of the toughest guys in the league. I think he is a really, really reliable guy. Debo Samuel took a step back last year. I don't think that'll be the case. George Kittle is going to open up the offense. I love CMC at two. Now at number three is a guy that <clears> – <throat> I really, really like this year. I did not like him that much last year coming off the injury. It's Saquon Barkley for the New York Giants. Daniel Jones just got signed. And the reason I say Saquon is because he's going to be playing for his contract. Now, the Giants know how much he's worth. They know that. But he still hasn't signed a franchise tag. He's supposed to hold out of um, of OTAs and, um, and, and training camp and take the fines. But the point is, Saquon Barkley is one of the most explosive runners. You see what he's putting in the offseason. If you follow him on Instagram, this guy is putting in work. He is developing the drive with his legs. He's really becoming the power back and elusivity guy that, that Austin Eckler kind of is a little bit. But Saquon Barkley is the only option in his offense. That's the only difference between Eckler and him. Saquon is the only option. And Daniel Jones is, obviously Daniel Jones can run, which helps Brian Dable as a coach. Um, but Saquon Barkley as a running back is a great guy, especially in PPR. I have him at number three. Yeah, so at my number three, I'm going to go Austin Eckler. I do like him a little bit. I, he's been one of the guys that has been kind of crazy, a crazy amount of productivity for him. But when you look at the roster on paper, it doesn't look like he should have that. And so it's it's been crazy seeing him do that. I do think it'll continue. He's a bit of a sleeper for me. I haven't really been too high of him just the last couple of years. Um, but he's been a great running back. I have to give him that. And I do think that'll continue. I'm going to put him at number three here. But I have a lot of great guys down the board that might be able to overtake him here. But I do think he'll have a good year with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, I mean, we, we always talked about his arm and how good of a quarterback he was. But he does check down the ball a lot. And uh, Eckler is great in PPR. He's also great running the ball. So I do like Eckler in this spot at number three and then at number four um i have a pretty pretty big shocker i've got Brees hall for the new york jets at number four on my list and number four at overall number four. you're saying at the end of the year Brees hall is gonna if no injuries happen Brees hall is gonna end as the number four running back this year in fantasy yep i think Brees oh hall God. is going to have a great great year I, I know they have Zonovan Knight there. Don't think it'll make a difference. Brees Hall is great, and he's going to have a great year. I loved what he did last year. I know he had an ACL tear, but I loved what he did last year, and I do think that he is going to have another great year, right? Like, the guy is just, he's hes a good—he's a great running back. He obviously got injured, but you if you watched the film of, of him last year, the, the explosiveness, the way that he's able to break away from guys is just something that you don't see too often i think that'll continue and especially now that they're gonna have to respect the passing game with aaron Rodgers. there they're not gonna be um it's gonna be a lot easier for him to run for him to run than it was when they had zach wilson back there so i do love reese hall at the number four spot this year 
All right, that's pretty crazy. Um, I think that even with the ACL tear, even if he comes back, he's not going to be Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson historically has been the only guy that came back from an ACL tear the next season and had a good year. 2012, and he won MVP. Besides that, Saquon has not been able to come back. And we've seen the specimen Saquon is. Well, Saquon um, had a great year last year. Maybe the best of his career. I know, but I think the ACL tear was two years ago. But anyway... The point is that oh, you mean right after, yeah. yeah okay. But but Brees Hall, the point is that I I love him too. I just hope that the injury doesn't hold him back. I'll get to him later. But at my number four, this guy was just drafted number eight overall by the Atlanta Falcons. Bijan Robinson at my number four. I get the hype is oh, real yeah. around. I I I love the hype surrounding Bijan Robinson this year. Out of Texas, the best running back in the draft was projected to go mid twenties in the draft. Went number eight. Arthur Smith is clearly cooking up something in the offense. If you're gonna take a guy that talent, that explosivity, that kind of attention, but the attention he drew in college. And you're going to take him at eight when he was projected to go mid twenties. You got to center your offense around him, and I think that's what the Falcons are planning to do here. Desmond Ritter's in at quarterback. Mar- Mariota's not going to be there. They have Drake London. I hope Kyle Pitts will do well this year. He's one of my sleepers at tight end, um, and as a guy that's very undervalued. If you saw my tweet on that, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but it's a very explosive offense in general. The offensive line is not bad, and this is a guy. I think he's right up there with guys like Austin Eckler. Um, Najee Harris, a little bit Brees Hall, guys that are insane in the receiving game, Travis Etienne, guys like that. I think Bijan Robinson is that guy, and you're cooking up something around him. I get the hype is pretty high. Some people have him at number two, number three. Some people are considering taking him at one in the fantasy drafts. I'm not that guy, but I think at four, just where 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 running backs are after that. I have him there. Um, and then I'll go to my number five is a is Jonathan Taylor for the uh, Indianapolis Colts. I talked about this a little bit, and I said when I potentially could have put um, Anthony Richardson as my number 10 quarterback in, in the quarterback list, and when I said he, I think he'll be the top rookie quarterback, he is going to expand the field a, a lot. He's going to throw the ball to Michael Pittman a lot. Jelani Woods is a sleeper. I have it as tight end. Um, but Jonathan Taylor had a pretty bad year last year. But don't let that undershadow his year before that. Two years ago, this guy was in the MVP race, had over, I think he had over 18 or 18 or more touchdowns. I can't remember. He was on fire. I think that Jonathan Taylor returns to at least 90% of that this year. And it's going to be a big part of the offense behind the Eagles offensive coordinator. So I have him at five. Yeah. So at number five, uh, I have, um, I have, uh, a guy that you already talked about, Saquon Barkley. I think you covered a lot of it. I do disagree. I think Daniel Jones will take a bit of his goal line carries with those options. Daniel Jones is a great runner. Um, and I, and I love Daniel Jones. I think he is very good. It just takes away, it'll help the team. It'll just take away from Saquon's fantasy value. Um, and they do have a couple of weapons, but I do like, uh, Saquon this year, and I do think that he'll have another great year. He kind of had a breakout year out of nowhere. We've been waiting for that for so long, and he finally had a great one. So I love that. And then at number six, I've got Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, you just talked about him. I don't think he'll get maybe, I don't think at least 90%, I think at least 75%. And 75% will still be very, very good. He was in the MVP race, like you said. Um, I don't I don't remember if he won Offensive Player of the Year, but he was the best running back that year, and he was great, and he was taken as the number one pick a lot uh, last year. So I loved um, him two years ago, and I hope that he can get back to at least 75%. That'll be a really good running back. Yeah. 
Okay, at my number six, I want to make a switch on the spot here. And a little bit what you said earlier, Arsh, he was your guy at number two, I think, or three. Nick Chubb, I'm going to switch him with my number six right now. You'll see who that is next. But I have Nick Chubb at six. Just thinking about a lot of what, what, what you were saying, but especially just thinking about the offense. The wide receiver weapons are not there. David Bell and Donovan Peoples-Jones. That's it, really. And Anthony Schwartz, if you want to include that. David Njoku's good. He's a top 10 tight end, at least, I think. But Deshaun Watson is going to take some carries from there. But think about it. There's a limit to how much Deshaun Watson can throw the ball, because, considering his weapons. He's going to run the ball a lot. Nick Chubb has always been a run-oriented guy. Running, uh, the offense has always been centered around Nick Chubb and running the ball. And now that Kareem Hunt's gone... Look for a lot of receiving production from Nick Chubb and look for more carries for Nick Chubb. I think Kareem Hunt took 12 to 15 touches per game away from Nick Chubb last year. I think that that's going to be a really, really big help, especially with Deshaun Watson. It's kind of like the Saquon Barkley situation. A quarterback that's mobile is going to help your running back. Maybe take some goal line carries. But other than that, if you want a power back that can get you in, that's Nick Chubb at six. And then at seven, here's a guy I was talking about switching. Derrick Henry from the Titans. I'm not that high on Derrick Henry. The only reason I have him at seven is because of the kind of the like the, the kind of player he is. He is a beast. He's a guy that we know what he is. He's explosive. He's tall. He's fast. He's strong. He can do anything on the field. But the problem is this offense. What is going to happen with this offense? They lost Robert Woods. Traylon Burks is their only wide receiver. Malik Willis looked terrible last year. Um, they have Chig as as tight end. But think about it. No explosive guys are there. Traylon Burks a little bit, but Malik Willis is the big exception. And Will Levis is the big exception. I think Will Levis will be kind of good this in this year in the NFL. But Derrick Henry is their only guy. Teams are going to be centered around that. And I know there's a limit to how much you can stop Derrick Henry. You can only limit Derrick Henry. That's why I have him at seven. The only thing keeping him afloat is the kind of player he is. And I can't disrespect him more by putting him lower than that. Yeah, so at my number seven, I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs for the Raiders. I think he's going to have an amazing year again. Just looking at the the team, they don't have uh, a great quarterback. I think Jimmy G is there right now, and Devontae Adams um, is, is staying for now. But, I mean, the team just isn't great. It's not greatly built. Um, they lost Aaron Waller, and Josh Jacobs is going to be a great running back for them. Still very productive, still has that breakaway, breakaway speed. Um, so I love him there. And then at number eight, I have a guy that could possibly get, could easily, easily get up into the top five. And this, I think maybe even top three at the end of this year are of top three, and I'm putting him at number eight. Um, this is going to be Isaiah Ch- Pacheco for at the number eight. You haven't even named Derrick Henry yet. You haven't yep. even named B. John yep. Robinson yet. What? Yes, yes. And I think Pacheco is going to have such an amazing year as a Kansas City Chiefs running back. We saw what we what he did in the postseason. And the fact of the matter is they are going to be so focused on Mahomes. Pacheco has that speed. He has those young legs. Pacheco is going to be one of the top running backs in the next couple of years in all the NFL in dynasty leagues, if you dra- drafted Pacheco or you picked him up, he's going to be good for a long time, and that starts this year. This is my bold prediction for 2023. I well, have you've had Isaiah, a lot of them already, but I have Isaiah Pacheco for for the NFL. Isaiah Pacheco is going to be a breakout running back, one of the better seasons, and one of the better running backs in the next couple of years. That's pretty crazy. Out of Rutgers too. Who? That's not anything against him. Who would you have? At, was Nick Chubb at two or three for you? Nick Chubb was at two. So you had Nick Chubb at two, 
Brees Hall at four, and Isaiah Pacheco at eight. And thinking about it, Pacheco might sh- should probably be higher. All right, I think that's a little crazy. I do think Andy Reid will 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 include him in the offense a little more, but they have Jarek McKinnon too. They have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire too. It's the same situation of last year. I can't get behind that. But at my number eight, I have Josh Jacobs, the the league's leading rusher last year for the Las Vegas Raiders. They lost Derek Carr. That's a big factor in this offense, a very big factor. Now, Jimmy um, Jimmy Garoppolo comes in, loves check, uh, checking the ball down a lot, loves handing it off. We know that. Um, Darren Waller's gone too, so there's going to be a lot more focus on Devontae Adams and a lot more focus on Josh Jacobs. Those are the two guys in the offense that are going to be focused on a lot. I do not like Josh Jacobs at all this year. Another guy, Derrick Henry at seven, Josh Jacobs at eight. Two guys I really do not like this year. The offense is terrible. The coaching's not great. The quarterback situation is not good at all. And they're coming off years where people are going to overvalue them as crazy. Josh Jacobs, I think, finished as three. He was t- top 10 in, t- in rushing touchdowns. He was a great receiving back, led the league in rushing yards. Nowhere close to that this year. Again, the only thing keeping him afloat is the kind of player he is. Think about it. Two years ago, Josh Jacobs was barely a top 15 running back. This was out of nowhere, and it got him paid, and we've seen I that happen a lot, is, and I don't know what's going to happen. top 10 for a while. I, I disagree. But Well, I think that Josh Jacobs here is just purely a kind of player. Same thing. Derek Henry at 7, Josh Jacobs at 8. Two guys I highly recommend you fade unless the value at the pick you have is there. Yeah, so at number nine, I have Derrick Henry. Love the guy. Have loved him for three or four years. Have always tried to get him as my fantasy running back. Um, so I love Derrick Henry there at number nine. And this leaves a lot of guys at ten um, that I'm not. And we're only going to top ten. These are all the other guys are going to be sleepers or just guys under for me that are not top ten but might be taken really high. So avoid those guys. And that's what I'm going to be doing in my draft. But um, there's four players that could be at this 10th spot. You've got Joe Mixon, who I still haven't named. You've got Bijan, who I haven't named. You've got Travis Etienne. But the guy that I'm going to put at number 10 is going to be Tony Pollard of right. Dallas Cowboys. I-, I mean, top 10 running back. That's not even... Cl- that's that's only a little bit above average, Arv. You mean, uh, me and you both know he's going to be above average. He might not be great. Coming off the fibula fracture, too? I guess. That's that very easily... Uh, that in sports history like looking back at different injuries like that it's been very easy for those guys to get back to 100 percent. and i do think he will even if he doesn't the fact is that he is one of the faster players in the league he has breakaway speed as well and he can help dak when because we know dak i mean the the famous phrase dinking and dacking um just dumping it down um, to his running backs. That's what Dak loves to do, and I think that'll happen to Tony Pollard. There's your PPR value, but also as a running back, he's going to be great running the ball. They still have a very good offensive line, uh, some an offensive line that I might love even more when they had even more than when they had Travis Frederick and that offensive line. This is a really good offensive line, a great offense, so they have to watch out for the pass. I love this. I love it for Tony Pollard. I don't top seven love it. I don't top five love it, but I top ten love it. Okay. Um, I'm going to go at my number nine. I have Tony Pollard there. I do think, yeah, historically you are correct. Um, fibula fractures are, easy, are injuries that are relatively easy to come back from, easy in terms of other injuries comparatively yeah, yeah. um but i the reason i have him here i'm not 100 percent confident in his ability to play week 
to play in, to, in in training camp, but also to play at a high level in week one is because Ezekiel Elliott's gone. Now, I really hope the Cowboys do not pick him back up on a minimum contract. And the point, the, the point isn't about the money. The point is about the guy Ezekiel Elliott is. Ezekiel Elliott is not explosive. He's a guy that would get you one yard per carry and would basically waste a down for you. And the Cowboys still continue to use him all year. The reason I drafted Tony Pollard last year and I had him, I had Tony Pollard and he ended up being my RB2 at the end of the year with it was pretty crazy my running backs last year were Brees Hall and Tony Pollard coming out of the draft I traded Brees Hall before he got injured for Derrick Henry and it was a a big trade Derrick Henry and Tony Pollard both of the guys were RB1s and they are both my Tony Pollard was in my RB2 spot but the point is Zeke is gone they don't have anyone to favor except Pollard they added Brandon Cooks it's going to be a very very explosive offense the weapons are totally there for Dak Prescott so I love Pollard at nine now at ten this is the biggest thing for me. This is this is a spot where I do not know who to predict. You could go Travis Etienne. You could go Alexander Madison, who has been a high-end RB1 when Dalvin Cook has been out, and now he's in the spotlight. Same as Tony Pollard. You could go Najee Harris. I talked about his receiving ability last year. Again, another guy like Kyle Pitts, extremely undervalued. I expect Kenny Pickett to take a huge step. Ramondre Stevenson, running back receiving yards are there. Reese Hall, you talked about him at your four. You said everything. I don't need to say anymore besides you having him at four. It says it all. Jameer Gibbs, I could have there. But my number 10 is going to be Travis Etienne. I named all those guys. All those guys guys are the guys that I have after that. Maybe even Isaiah Pacheco and Joe Mixon. But I have Joe Mixon and Isaiah Pacheco way after that. At number 10, I am going Travis Etienne. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to play at the same level he did towards the end of the year. Travis Etienne played well. James Robinson's now gone. Um, so I love. Here, though. What? what about Tank Bigsby? I know Tank Bigsby's there, but still, the receiving the receiving output from Travis Etienne is going to be there. That's why the only reason I said maybe other guys is because Travis Etienne is not in a glorified offense. Alexander Madison is in a crazy offense. Najee Harris, I think this offense is going to be crazy. I love George Pickens. New England's okay, but the Jets are crazy. The Lions are crazy. So that's what I'm saying. The offense is not great, but I do have Travis Etienne here. All those other guys are guys you should look out for. On my list, I have them highlighted because they are important guys. But at number 10, I do have Travis Etienne. But that's going to wrap up our list of top 10 running backs. Make sure you guys let us know what you think down in the comments. Give us your opinions. Give us your thoughts. Give us your top 10. We'll respond to you. Um, But make sure you guys stay tuned. Next week is wide receivers.